you're gonna catch a whole load of Jerry. Now wait a minute, sister. All right, can it, Pinhead? What a bunch of crybabies. You're listening to The Jerry Rivers Show. Now that's what I'm talking about. A few days ago, we had Amanda Walston on, and she played a very interesting tape. Now, I'm not saying I buy the whole frogs and alien language thing, but you can't deny that it was interesting. A lot of you, a whole lot of you, called in and told us what you thought. So, we figure, must have touched a nerve. Who am I to say this is a hoax? I don't know it's a hoax. It could be. But, we decided, and honestly, I might regret this later, but we decided to give Amanda a regular slot to report her findings. Enough of you felt it was intriguing And I'm not even sure myself. Amanda? (laughs) Hi, Jerry. And I want to just say thanks for the opportunity. Your listeners need to know the truth about what's going on. And I want to fill that need. We went back to the town of Eben, New Hampshire. It's a small town with one main road that leads right down to Deadwater Lake. Coming through town, past the one grocery store and the post office, there are a dozen or so very modest homes on either side. As you get closer to the lake, the road slopes downward and you get a good view of the dark green water. It's hard not to get a sense of foreboding as you approach. Our first trip down, we passed maybe three or four people in their yards, and each one, without exception, turned to look at us as we passed. I've been struggling to describe the look each of them gave us. It was more than the usual mistrust of outsiders. There was a hint of something else, like they'd seen something unsettling, and they knew we'd see it too soon enough. The road ends without fanfare, no overlook, no parking lot. It just stops. From here, there are a few narrow dirt paths, but our rental wasn't up to the task, so we walked. You have everything? What can I carry? I got it. So, this way? Looks good. We walked for 40 minutes and passed only one or two fishermen. Our first time out, we managed to rent a boat from one of them, but he didn't seem to be around this time. Soon after, we walked by an old lake cabin with a young man cutting firewood. He seemed curious about why we were hiking around the lake. Don't people usually come out this way? I don't see no one out here too much. The roads are no good. Is your mom or dad home? My papa's out on the lake. It's just me and my little brother, but he stays inside. Hey, do you have any idea where we can rent a boat? My pop might rent you his. You could ask him, but he ain't here. What the hell? Quiet down in there, Frederick. Is that your brother? Is he all right? He got a lake sickness is all. Lake sickness? 
Do you think your dad will be back soon? He should be. Nobody stays out on the lake after nightfall. Why is that? The dead water. It's not safe. The young man closed the screen door, but he stood inside, staring at me. He didn't say another word. I paused there, and a moment later we heard a sound coming from inside the cabin. It was a ringing sound, like the one I heard the night I blacked out. The young man heard it too, because he turned to look at something inside for a moment and then turned back to look at me, as if he was curious how I would react to the sound. Amanda? Don't you hear that? As I stood watching the young man in the cabin, I realized I was having trouble breathing. Stress, I thought. But as I turned away, I became aware of something slowing me down. Then, before I could fully turn to face Walter, my body was met with an oppressive inertia. As my movement slowed to a stop, the air congealed into something like clear gelatin. Amanda. I panicked inside, but I could barely move at all. I put all my effort into one futile movement, reaching out toward Walter. My arm cut slowly, laboriously through the gelatin, which grew more dense with every second. I saw Walter look at me with confusion and concern, and then I blacked out again. The next thing I remember is driving in the car back to the hotel. I had lost the 40-minute hike back along the lake road. Walter told me that I had not said a single word the entire time, but that he was relieved to see me lucid again. I don't understand what happened to me at the cabin. I don't have the answers, but I'm going to find them. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Under Dead Water, Episode 2. The series expands upon the universe of Mandible Judy. Check out mandiblejudy.com for info on both series. We hope you'll be here every two weeks to hear it unfold. Our cast for Episode 2 was Amanda Goodman, Matthew Bird, Clayton Romero, and Mark Devaney. From this point on, we'll be alternating between a publicly available episode and a patron-only episode every two weeks. Episode three will be patron-only and will go live on February 24th. Two weeks later, episode four will go live to the public. And two weeks after that, the next patron-only episode, and so on. We'd really like you to support Under Dead Water and Mandible Judy so we can pay our actors a respectable rate. They definitely earn it. So please hop over to patreon.com slash mandiblejudy and become a patron. We will love you, you will love yourself, and there will be cake. I mean, perks. Perks aplenty, so join us. 
Until next time, this is Chris Burke. Thanks for listening.